Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, Dating Dilemmas. Once a month, we focus on singlehood and dating for all ages. We will have Christina Mucciardi and our Bachelor of the Month as well on with us. That's after 10.15. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me to laurie at drlaurie.com or text me your questions to 514-800. I answer your questions at the beginning of every show. So here's uh, one, and and your comments, of course, are always uh, welcomed. I'm 58, very fit, attractive, very bi woman. I've been bi since the age of 21, I think. I was having lunch with a friend, very attractive as well, but very straight, but she is one of the few who is aware of my bisexual side. Last night's show was the topic of conversation, and we must say we love Trouble Tuesdays. We have both participated by text sometimes, and you have been very helpful. We both love you and your show, and I personally find you sexy. Okay. Uh, The topic, I'll take it. The topic went to the passion poet, and we both love the poems. Made us laugh, at times brought a few tears, and always something to think about. I missed the show last Friday and was surprised to find out the poet was the male guest on the Boomer show, which we loved. We both think he is very creative. I hope you're listening, passion poet. We both think he's very creative, interesting, sexy voice, and best of all, single. We both imagine him as a tall, slim man, a mustache, and short hair. We are both single. Neither one of us has had sex in over a year now, and we want the poet laughing in brackets. <laughs> uh, he seems to be a nice guy with a naughty side, something most over 50 women love. This this is way out of our comfort zone to be so forward, but why the hell not? I hope you air this. We will both be listening for a possible response from the poet. Mark the poet. I hope you're listening. Uh, your show has provided many with answers, and in some in in some cases, you have been a savior. I wish to thank you for being there for so many so often. So thank you for that. <laughs> Let's see if we get a poem in response. Uh, to that one. Uh, This one from a a regular uh, emailer, actually, uh, sharing some some COVID experiences, I guess. A very hot day, and I was silly enough not to take my car and walk. As I was getting close to home, I thought I would stop in and see how an elderly neighbor was getting along. Not so good, as it turned out. Her AC stopped working this morning. I fiddled around, but no cool air, and I just could not let her melt away. It is an old, bigger machine in her living room that cools the entire floor. We called her daughter, who lives in Quebec City, and I explained the situation, and I offered to take her home to my home, where I, ha- where I have AC. We are all aware of the risk involved, but her daughter thought it was best. She will be coming this weekend with her husband with a new AC for her mom. It was just by chance that I stepped stopped in. Had I taken my car, I would not have even thought about it. I hope others in the passion community and in the community in general think of elder around them and check in on them and thank you for this reminder Mackie I appreciate this very much Uh, she is so happy to be with me and I feel good about myself I will adopt her as a grandma she has her own room and we brought lots of personal items so she feels more at home she is a very independent person and very intelligent this evening we're playing Trivial Pursuit and according to her daughter I don't stand a chance we will see um Regardless of the heat and any other circumstance, we need to look out for others who may not be in a position to help themselves. Have a great day. 
people like you is what we need in the world. We need far more people like you who are compassionate and are thinking of others in this difficult time. It may not be so difficult for us, but it, it definitely, we have to be sensitive to the fact that for many people out there, it is a very trying time and many people are alone and, uh, and just somebody reaching out just to check in and say, Hey, how are you doing? Anything I can do for you? Do you need anything? I'd be happy to get it for you. And please say yes. If you need something, don't be shy to, uh, to say yes, because when somebody is offering, it's because they want to help. So let them, uh, let them help. <laughs> the passion poet wrote, Oh my God, how do I respond to that? Hmm. I do not have a mustache. Maybe you should grow one. <laughs> passion poet. Lots of women want you for your, uh, poetry and their attraction based merely on the poetry and, and your voice for those who had heard you. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. Great letter from that neighbor helping out today. Yes, great letter. And, and I really, I, I hope, I really hope that, um, this is, serves as a reminder that we are, we are all in this together. We are a community and especially my community here of you guys, I know you have heart and I just, you know, I think it's a good reminder, uh, to help thy neighbor, uh, and check in on, on people from time to time. Texter writes in, I would love to hear you discuss about hypersexualization in youth. So I'm not quite sure what you're referring to exactly. Youth are, have, in my books, have always been, um, hypersexualized in the media, first of all, as, as far as I can remember when, uh, when music videos came out, when I'm, I'm sure people who are even older than me, I think hypersexualization has kind of always been there. It's just more prolific now and more obvious now because youth have access to so much more. And so they grow up sometimes way too fast or they're exposed to things that are, um, way too, uh, X-rated for their brains at this point for them to process that information accurately or to be more aware of the consequences, which is why I, I really, really believe that we need so much education, so much more uh, sex education, because we want to be able to show that what we have to counter what we, what, what's found in, in popular media with also what is healthy. And we need to make kids, uh, critical thinkers themselves of what they are watching, what they are exposed to. If we look at the uh, sexual, like the, the sexuality of young people, it's a myth that they are more sexual than we were generations ago, because the, the, the studies don't show this actually. The age of first intercourse has not changed in at least 50 years. It's still around between 16 and 17 years of age. And it was that way when I was growing up and even when my parents were growing up. It's been like that for generations. So it hasn't changed that much, but it's so much more in your face now so that it seems like it's 
so much more. In fact, studies are showing that younger people are having less sex than ever before, not more, less. So there is a, a, a something happening. A trend is shifting. Coming up, dating dilemmas. We're going to talk about uh, uh, dating and singlehood. I want to talk about attraction. I want to hear from you. What is attraction to you and how important is physical attraction? A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Once a month, the last Wednesday of every month, we focus on dating issues. Dating for people of all ages. There are single people of all ages. And uh, tonight, uh, so we focus on, on singlehood. And joining me tonight, we've got Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date. Uh, who holds event. They are, as as it says, you date and you cook at the same time, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's like a little uh, little uh, get-together, a sanka set, uh, but you get to cook as well and learn something. So, And you don't even have to be a foodie to enjoy that. But if you're a foodie, even better. Uh, so welcome, Christina. So happy Thank to have you. you. Thank uh, you. Nice we, also, we also have Bachelor of the Month tonight. Uh, 30-year-old Sal joins us. Hi, Sal. Hi. I wish I could see you in person, but sadly, in these times, uh, we are all just a bunch of voices. <laughs> I know. I uh, I get it. <laughs> right. So you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself as a, a single guy, and and I want to know how you've been uh, coping throughout this uh, the, the isolation and all of that. How you've been feeling? Um. Well. Um. Well, I'm fortunate. First off, I'm fortunate enough that my work is. Uh, during the pandemic was deemed essential. Oh, okay. So what do you uh, do? Back, uh, well, I'm self-employed. Mm-hmm. I'm into uh, security. So I do like uh, alarm systems for homes, uh, for residential and commercial. Okay. So I need to do with security and like uh, cameras, alarm systems, um, intercoms, also the fun side, the TV installs, audio. So like, you know, around pools, right. like which getting a lot of phone calls lately for that of course that's very essential <laughs> yeah. well since nobody can fly anymore a lot of people are taking advantage of uh balconville you know, yes yeah staying home <laughs> and uh you know fix up their backyards it's true you're right you're absolutely right we're investing far more time uh in our outdoors since we can't really do much else um okay exactly. so you've been working throughout the whole pandemic well, we, I did take a break for uh, the first month in March when it, uh, when it was like, you know, it was like chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I took a break, which was kind of nice because I got to appreciate uh, uh, spending more time with the family and uh, getting around to doing a lot of work that I had to do around the house, uh, electrical work and doing things I would normally not do because I'm, I'm like a bit of a workaholic, so okay. I'm always working. Do you have time and, for uh, dating, Sal? Like... Ooh, ooh, I don't want a red flag there. If you're a workaholic, that doesn't bode well for dating. No, no, no. I, I do make time to, to date. Uh, it's hard, though, to meet people, uh, you know, outside of, uh, of work sometimes. So, you know, sometimes I'll resort to, you know, uh, the dating sites. Okay. Or, uh, or actually, I did go one time to uh, with Christina, her, her cooking date, which was kind of fun. Okay. 
which I did meet someone. I didn't go anywhere, but still, I met. I socialized with uh, with a few women on that on uh, at that night. Okay. Um, but I no, I do date. Uh, I had a, a date or two before the pandemic, so. I mean, uh, I do make time for sure because uh, I like this. You know, it would be nice to meet someone, uh, someone mm-hmm. down to earth and uh, good head on her shoulders. So you're looking for someone serious now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at that. I'm at that point. You know, I'm 30 years old. Uh, you know, I, I have a, a good career ahead of me, and uh, I like to have a partner in crime uh, next to me to enjoy and have fun and you know share some adventures. Okay, great, wonderful. So, which dating apps are you on now? Um, well, right now, um, right now I was on the dating app um, uh, Match. Okay. I tried that for a while. I went back and forth. Like sometimes I'll, I'll try one, then I'll delete it and try a different one, or I'll go back if I had some success. Okay. Um, so that one, there's believe it or not, I actually met two people. During the quarantine, you can't really date, so you know, you meet people and you talk to them online. So there was uh, on Facebook they have a dating uh, section. Okay, so you use the Facebook. Uh, that, that's relatively new, so maybe you yeah. can. Okay, so you that was successful for you. Yeah, so, actually, I've talked to a few people, very nice people I've met uh, online, and uh, interesting stories. So, Sal, uh, I have a question for you. Now, during the pandemic, since you were continuing to reach out to people and make connections, did you guys move from texting and messaging to face to not face to face, like meaning a, a video conferencing or something like that? Um, no, we never got that far. Uh, I, we did do phone calls. Oh, oh, okay, good. So that's even all right. That's. That's close enough. That's good because a lot of people don't ever even talk on the phone. Yeah, well, that's uh, I'm a bit of old school. I, I would still prefer talking on the phone with someone. Like uh, a lot of my friends, uh, we we talk like my close friends. We talk on the phone. Okay. Uh, it's actually funny. One time when I was on a, I was dating someone and I phoned her, and she picked up and we started chatting and she started she started laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing for? It's like. It's like, well, you call me by surprise. No one usually calls anymore, and here you are calling. It's like, that's kind of cool. Like, well, that's kind of bit... weird that nobody, you know, it's like, oh, the phone's ringing? That's weird yeah. instead of just a ping, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, we've got Sal with us. He is uh, our Bachelor of the Month. He's 30 years old, and Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date. I wanted to talk tonight about a little bit about attraction. I wanted to throw it out there, too, for our listeners. I talked about this um, maybe last week or the week before in terms of what makes someone physically attracted to you uh, because there are actual like um, elements like pillars of physical attraction it's not just beauty beauty is one but beauty is also as we all know is in the eye of the beholder but there are other other factors also that that we um, can look at but uh, Christina you meet an awful lot of single people and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you have to coach them to give people a chance yeah. or to, you know, to, to push them to at least have a conversation with someone that they may not find at first glance 
the epitome of the beauty they're looking at for. Absolutely, like, absolutely. And most of the actual success stories happens to people that maybe they wouldn't be their first choice, you know, at, as I say, during a cook and date, let's say, event, okay. right? Okay. But even in, in terms of just coaching someone on their dating habits and who they're choosing and why they always seem to be, you know, choosing the same type of person, a lot of those people, it's because they're really looking, focusing solely on the beauty, you know, not on the inner beauty or the other aspects of attraction, right? That could be from personality to character to, you know, uh, morals. I mean, there's so many, many, many things, layers, right, that that. That should be that that equals to the attraction, right? I mean, but you it, need it, time to get there, though. That's the difference, right? Because the, the initial physical attraction is you could from across the room you say, oh yeah, that one, mm-hmm. but you know nothing about that one. And exactly. when you start to talk to them, uh, of course, no matter how beautiful they are, maybe that there isn't much more than that to Mm -hmm. to you. But if you don't give someone else a chance who may not be the classic beauty or what have you, and you don't even engage in a conversation, you'll never know. You'll never know. Exactly. You'll never know. And that's the, that's the main line that I tell them all the time. Like what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Like You'll Mm -hmm. never know. Right. So just try it. Go, you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Giving them that little push, and I'm sure, I'm sure, even with what you do, right? I mean, you're more, you're more on 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 um, therapy for like couples and stuff, right? But I'm sure if you have the singles that you're coaching or or in therapy, you'd probably say the same thing. Like, you know, I look at patterns. I look patterns. at patterns. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. about patterns. If somebody comes to me because they're distressed. Uh, because they seem to be falling into the same patterns uh, with the wrong people over and over again, I start to say, okay, well, let's look at you now. Now we need to look, you have to look in the mirror and see what are you doing? And maybe you are barking up the wrong tree each and every time because you're looking for the wrong things, Mm -hmm. right? So it's looking at the character. Like when Sal was talking just before, he said something very important. He said, I'm looking for someone who's down to earth. Mm -hmm. So not everybody is down to earth, right? That like, it's okay. Like you can be who you you are, but um, like that is... You have to get to know somebody before you can tell if they're down to earth. Of course. How, what's the first, Sal, what's the first tip for you that somebody is down to earth? Like, how do you pick that up? Uh, well, you can tell, I guess, when you're, at, obviously, it's not when you first meet them. Uh, first meeting them, you'll just talk about just things that's on the top of your head. But, like, if you start getting to know the person, you can just find that out by, uh, how they grew up, you know, uh, if they have any family values, any morals. Um, um, that match yours. That That's the important thing. It's uh, exactly. Everybody has yeah. some value. It just depends on the level of it, but it has to match with yours. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I grew up in a, in a Italian family, so, you know, with my father was a hardworking man, and uh, we grew up with a lot of values and teaching us the value of the dollar and working hard and just being honest and, you know, just doing good deeds when you can and try and give a helping hand. Uh, I believe in the whole karma. So, um, so you, you live your life as a good human being, as a good person. I, I do my best. I try to help as much as I can, uh, especially a lot of my friends. Uh, um, uh, also, you know, my family too. I do a lot for my family. Uh, I take care of my mom, uh, 
during this pandemic too. I mean, uh, she can't go out that much, and I want to protect her as best as I can. So you know, I'll do a lot of the grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's my nieces and my uh, my sister who live across the bridge in Shadagi, and then we'll do the whole social distancing. They they miss their uncles. I have a brother too. We'll go and we'll spend time with them. So family, um, I, I see that family is very important to you, which yeah. would mean that anybody that meets you or that dates you needs to also feel understand your closeness to your family and support that. And so it's a lot easier when someone comes from a very similar background to be able to understand how that closeness uh, works and how, how much you can be there to help. So that's a that's a, a good sign. That's a, something good we can learn from that it's our dating dilemmas tonight christina mucciardi is with us of cook and date and our bachelor of the month 30 year old sal uh you want to date him you'll have to go through christina but uh she's the uh the bodyguard uh and then you can uh you can reach out there from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to passion CJD 800. Joining me for Dating Dilemmas is Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date. You can find out more at cookanddate.com. And I guess soon, I don't know when, but the events will pick up again, I guess. Yes, yes, I'm hoping. I'm hoping as as soon as we get to do, you know, uh, larger gatherings, because our events are usually, you know, around the 20. 20 people, people right yeah. right so you can you can still i suppose do them with less but it's not you lose some of that yeah, uh, yeah. And especially and especially since the pandemic started now i've been getting a lot of you know our members asking you know like for it i mean it's it's we haven't held an event since uh beginning of march actually right so, right yeah. Yeah. So, a while. <laughs> have you done any of the online stuff, Christina? We tried. Remember, we were speaking last yeah. month. We were mm-hmm. trying to do something, and it, there was a little bit of a technology te- technological glitch. Okay. It was it was it was a little bit too difficult. I would have had to have trained. Imagine, I would have had to have like you know organized the group, trained each one on how to use this program, oh, and God. then yeah, it was way too much. <laughs> So I said, you know what, let's wait another month and let's do it live again. In the, in the meantime, can't you just be a matchmaker? That's what I'm doing. Actually, you know what? We we actually turned our venue into a pop-up shop. <laughs> right oh, I now. like that. Okay. Yeah. So what, I, what I'm telling people that come in and know about Cook and Date and everything is like, you know, if you're looking for someone and I know, of, you know, someone, let's say like a Sal or anybody that I know that's, you know, actively looking now. I'll just, you know, match, match them, up, them right up now. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Okay, good. So Christina yeah. Mucciardi, matchmaker extraordinaire right now. <laughs> <Thank> uh, <laughs> you can check her out at cookanddate.com. And we have our Bachelor of the Month, 30-year-old Sal. And uh, I like this. So somebody says, Sal seems like a really nice, sweet guy from one of our uh, of our texters. And you do. You seem to, to be like just one of those salt of the earth, really good, good men. So, uh, it's nice to hear a couple of other texts here. Um, I've been on Facebook and social media for about seven or eight years and I'm 52 years old. I only found two women that I could talk on the phone with and everybody else's phone was broken. LOL. (laughs) So, you know, talking on the phone doesn't seem to be, uh, something so common. And I'm, I'm wondering Sal from when you make that suggestion, because you like the phone, do they like, are they open to it, to, to having a conversation by phone? Uh, well, recently they were open to it because, I mean, There's we no... can't meet 
right in, in person. person right. And uh, and I guess people would be a bit shy with the video chat. So safe bet was a phone call. I mean, uh, you get to hear the person, you get to you know hear how they talk and and, and get some sense of uh, expression because in texting there's nothing you can't exactly. tell unless you put an emoji, but. Yeah, uh, no, that's not the same thing. You know, in my day, the phone, in my day, that that's when I really sound old. But uh, in my day, uh, like I remember at the very beginning, just dating my husband at the very, very beginning, we would spend f- five, six hours on the phone, like into the night to the wee hours just talking on the phone. So, and you get the voice and you get the expressions in the voice, which you don't get texting back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, what does this mean? What does that mean? How, you know, you, yeah. you just, it's not and, the and same things, feel at all. And then things get twisted though in text messages too. That's the problem. Right. You, you ask yourself all kinds of questions. Did he mean that? Did she mean this? What does that mean? And, and so uh, I'm with you. I think that if, if the pandemic has done anything good, it's, it's gotten people to, um, to go back to the ancient ways, the old ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what a telephone is for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, let's see. Somebody says, uh, it's important not to be overly hard on oneself and also to be able to learn from all interpersonal experiences. That's quite true. Uh, mm-hmm. the, pa- the passion poet writes, it would be nice to find a partner, someone you can call your own, a special person to be with, just not to be alone, to find that real connection, to see what is in their heart. It's not always the appearance that will make an interesting start. You never know what will happen. You do not know what you will find, but what is most important, it's, it's, is what's in their heart and mind. Uh, another texter says, doesn't there have to be some physical attraction and chemistry? If the attraction factor is zero, a great personality and character can only lead to a platonic friendship, in my opinion. I've tried it, and a romantic relationship without any attraction doesn't work for me, from a female listener. I don't think we're talking about no physical attraction, but if you don't give somebody a chance to... Um, if you don't even have a conversation with somebody and it's just based on that one initial first impression, physical appearance, that's not really all there is. Because if you talk to a lot of people who have, uh, who ended up in long-term serious relationships and you ask them, did you marry your type did you marry the guy you thought, you know, or the woman you thought? And most of them will say no, actually. It wasn't their, what they thought was their initial type. But they had to get past that. You have to get past that. And you can develop physical attraction for based on many, many, many factors. So, But I do agree there has to be... Uh, there has to be a, an attraction and a chemistry. There has to yeah. be a physical attraction. It's just that it's not just physical is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with you. Same, 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 same here. It has, right. to, it has to be something. And, and I'm usually, sometimes it's, it's even like um, a, a, a weird, like a vibe chemistry. Like I've seen it actually happen live, you know, in the room or whatever. Like people just seem to be attracted towards each other. It could be like almost like an energy. Yes. But it doesn't mean, but it doesn't mean beauty. It's like, it's, the, it's not that attraction that, let's say, this listener is, is speaking about. It doesn't have to be only uh, beauty attraction. There's, there's many other 
you know, levels of attraction. Right. Like I'll never forget, I, I fixed, I once fixed up a friend, okay? okay. I fixed her up with a guy and uh, so they're two friends of mine. She And she calls me after that first date and she says, oh my God, Lori, totally not my type. Like, what did you do? That's totally, I said to her, look, this guy is really nice. He's a good guy, good values. I can vouch for him. Give him another, just go on another date. Mm -hmm. She goes on this date on a second date and it went really well. Great conversation, whatever. And then at some point he kisses her and at that moment, she says, I don't know what it was, but I just like electrified and she just fell in love at that moment. Wasn't at all her type, but had she not given him that second chance Mm -hmm. and allowed that to develop a little bit more, it would have not happened. Mm -hmm. So that's a lesson to me. Like when I, you know, that, that situation. And I know many, many more situations, uh, like that. that, Yeah. Somebody says, can you tell Sal, I love you and nobody else. I don't know if that's somebody, uh, a secret <laughs> message to you, Sal, but I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I know what that is. <laughs> okay, good. Another one. Hi, Dr. Ray. Too bad I'm too old for Sal. He seems like a great guy. Any woman would be lucky to have him. So, um, you see the impression you're already making just with your kindness, your voice, your energy, your energy is coming through on the radio. Okay. So that's really important as well. So there are some pillars of physical attraction. So there is beauty. Of course, we all can agree to that, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And for each of us, we have a different, we have different biases, right? Either whether they're stereotypes of groups to which, uh, uh, a, a desired partner belongs to like our preferences, whatever it is. Um, but there's also, believe it or not, proximity. It turns out that someone is more likely to be attracted to you if you and they see each other, like if you actually meet in person rather than like, say just a text message, for example. So it's called the, the mere exposure effect. So that's another pillar. Similarity is something else. We are more attracted to people who are similar to us, even in appearance and beliefs and and interests and and things like that. So we tend to be much more attracted to those that are more like us rather than the opposites attract um, phenomenon, which are more difficult relationships. So we could talk about that a different time. Another pillar is you like them first. Someone is more likely to be attracted to you if they first learn that you are attracted to them, believe it or not. And then there is, um, uh, non-sexual arousal. It's something else that we can, we can talk about, but it's like, if you're in a situation that is arousing, but not, not, not necessarily sexual with another person, like something dangerous, for example, you're more likely to feel arousal to that, that, that person that you're with. So those are some of the pillars, uh, coming up, we'll talk about what, what makes somebody attracted, um, to, you and we can certainly talk about um, loneliness and and other other ways that you've connected with others during uh, the pandemic. I want to get to some of your texts as well. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD eight hundred. 
talking about dating and singlehood tonight on our Dating Dilemmas. Once a, a month, that's what we focus on with Christina Mucciardi of cookanddate.com. If you haven't been on her website, go. Start getting ready. Sign up so that when uh, things are ready to roll, you can bet she's going to have events lined up one after the other when she's given the green light. So sign up and you'll get notified when it's at your age category. And they're really fun events. Everybody who's ever gone has really enjoyed themselves. It's a great night out. We also have our Bachelor of the Month, who is Sal. He's 30 years old, hardworking, uh, family-oriented, uh, a, a real giver, and in Yiddish, a mensch, is what we can say <laughs> for sure. And I get that just by talking. I have never met Sal, but just talking to him right now, that's the feeling I get. It's amazing how much information you can gather from somebody in a conversation, even a short one, which is why it's so important sometimes to look past. And I have no idea what, what Sal looks like, by the way, but just to look, not just to look for the physical, but having conversations with people, you get so much out of it. And this is where the attraction happens uh, in my books. Like It doesn't mean you will be attracted, but it also could mean you will be. Uh, so I think it's important. Uh, this text writes, I'm not a huge fan of people looking for a type. They may be defeating themselves a bit. And I tend to agree with that. And I think um, if I think back uh, 30 years ago when I was in my dating years, yeah, I think I, I was guilty of that, like having a particular type. And I didn't really know this until I started um, dating my husband and uh, like one of my relatives said to me, oh, that's interesting. He doesn't look like your type, <laughs> you know, like that's not your usual, that's not your usual type that you bring home. <laughs> uh, but, you know, almost 30 years later, that's still my type, right? He's my type now. Exactly. Uh, so that's very, very uh, different. So I, I do definitely agree with that. Sal, Sal, do you end up falling for the same types also? Like, do you have a particular, um, have you noticed this pattern in yourself? Uh, well, listen, you can't really control what life throws at you. I mean, uh, yeah, I have an idea of who I would like to date, but I mean, I've dated girls that were not in, you know, my category and like, not like what I was looking for, which was fine, which, uh, I, I learned a perfect example when you're saying, uh, give people chances or just to see what's going out of like uh, outside the box type of thing, like going mm -hmm. outside your comfort zone yeah. to see what else there is uh, in women. And uh, yeah, it's happened where I've dated people. Sometimes it was good and sometimes like, oh, no, no, that's completely right. not for me type of thing. Right, right, right. But well, no, it's, it's happened. Uh, but that's the beauty of dating, right? It's you're you're going out, you're putting yourself out there and you meet different people and then you take you risks, know. right? You have to yeah. take some, some risks. I like the idea of going out of your comfort zone. I think that, uh, that works well too. I think you have a fan who says you're not only a nice person, but very handsome too. So you have somebody vouching for your handsomeness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I, I uh, don't know who's texting. Me. I don't know, I, but you have a fan. Sal is. I, I vouch. I vouch for that. Okay, no, he's, he's very handsome. Yeah. But 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 here's another text. Sal is honestly one of the best human beings I know, and the girl that is fortunate enough to capture his heart will be the luckiest woman, unless she hurts him. Then she will have the wrath of a loving sister and two nieces to deal with. Could be your sister. <laughs> yeah, that's my obviously that, that one that gave it away. <laughs> I like that. People have your back. That's good. 
Well, uh, I tell you, that person who you bring into the fold of your family will, I'm sure, be very uh, welcoming to whoever it is, but they'll be watching, right? You better treat our bro good. <laughs> so uh, that's that, That's kind of fun. Mm, another texter, every woman, I mean, every woman is beautiful in her own way. This comes from uh, from a guy. So that's, uh, that's really nice. And somebody asked me, are the two friends you set up still together? No, they dated for about a year or so and it ended for, I don't even know what reasons, but it just did. Uh, physical attraction, this person says ultimately serves the purpose of being, but a means to an end, thereby fueling the necessary motivation required to initially approach someone, which is a fundamental prerequisite to getting to know them on a more personal and in-depth level, thereby giving rise to a relatively more substantial and lasting attraction, and therefore not necessarily an exclusive end in itself. So it's true that the initial approach, like if you're in a bar, for example, in a bar setting, you're not going to go up to just anybody. That person's going to have to catch your eye. It means your physical eye, right? It has to be somebody who you find physically attractive to walk over to them. But when you're in other situations, like at work, for example, and you get to know somebody at work and you spend time with them at work, you're getting to know them differently. It's a, you're getting to know them before, before the attraction actually develops in a way. It's not just the, that, the physical uh, gauge, you know, there's other, other things. And I think that's why like those, the Tinder apps and the swipe apps and things like that are, are, are really very much based on what somebody looks like. I mean, I can't, how much information do you really have on, on those apps? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and not only that, it's, it's what you're portraying yourself on your picture, right? It's not even the real physical, like, you know, if you see someone at a bar, you're physically seeing them in person, the picture could be filtered, could yeah. be altered, could be from 10 years ago. So it's also an... It could it, be it, deceiving. Yes, yes. I think that, uh, yeah. That, were you, I, I'm wondering, Sally, in any of your um, online pursuits and everything, have you ever been deceived in that way? Has somebody ever portrayed themselves not as they actually are when you finally meet them? Uh, let me think. Um because um, no, I've heard, I mean, I've heard uh, those stories from from people that will say things like uh, the picture was from so long ago they they ended up being thirty pounds heavier or uh, okay. you know things and, uh, like that where where what was portrayed wasn't really what what you saw. Uh, no, to be honest, the the girls that I've met on the dating sites and that I've uh, actually got the opportunity to meet for a coffee or a date, mm -hmm. uh, were exactly as described in okay, good. their profile. So I didn't have, there was no like uh, foul play there. It was. So you haven't up, had any uh, bad experiences with uh, the dating, dating. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I mean, listen, uh, you can talk to like, you talk to a lot of people, you try and set up something, some will flake. It's normal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but out of that, you know, uh, five or six people you speak to, you'll get one that you'll have that interest and connection that you'll go off for a date. Same as what you were saying earlier with um, approaching, because uh, we've done this so many times growing up, like me and my best friends, we go out, we go to a bar or a club or a lounge, and 
you see the girls and then you know we had one guy in the group it's like uh why don't you go and approach her and and say well why don't you go it's like oh i don't know i said but i said but it's what are you scared of it's like so you go and they say no big whoop good attitude but but out of five but out of five that maybe you'll maybe one you'll catch it hey uh you're fun to talk to let's Let's grab a drink and discuss more, you right, know I mean? Right, But so, that's like the guy's dilemma when you're in a group of guys and you're going out. That seems to be the same thing over and right. over. Well, nobody likes to be rejected, right? Like, guys are on the on the receiving end of rejection far more often than women are. Let's be real. It's usually the yeah. guy that's that, approach, that approaches the woman. So he's taking most of the risk. Yeah, that's true. I right? mean, actually... actually there's one time actually uh it was last year i believe i met up with my best friend and we went out for a drink and uh and i love going out from he's like a go-to guy he full of energy so we both feed off that of each other but that night i was having a bad um not a bad night but just i wasn't really in the mood you know mm-hmm. it was late we went out late so it's like i was a bit tired and we ended up talking with two girls at a bar, and uh, but a nice bar, like downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he was talking to a girl who ended up being married. Oh, <laughs> it was okay. Kind of funny, but she was just out for, you know, going out for a drink and right. with her best friend. So I didn't show any interest at all. And my best friend kind of like pulled me in and got me out of my funk and started talking. So as I started talking, I opened up more, and then we had a great time. We started chatting and got to know them. They they bought us. This is the fun part. They bought us drinks. Oh, I like that. Okay. So they're, <laughs> you're such nice guys, and uh, you're fun to talk to. Let us buy your drinks. So I was like, oh my god, wow! I said these ones are. I said these ones are keepers, Joe. These are keepers. So I said, anyways, he he lost out with the one he was interested in, and the girl that we were, that I was talking to felt bad that you know. We went all through all this trouble, and he wasn't interested. Uh, she wasn't interested in him. Obviously, she's married, and uh, she ended up giving her. She ended up um, giving uh, the number to me. Oh, nice! Uh, the single, okay, the single one. Okay. And I didn't. Think, I literally did not think much of it. I did not think. I had a fun conversation, and that was it. And, did you call uh, her at least? <laughs> the next day, I was at a, a function, and you know, I I had some time to spare, and. and I was like, ah, so why not? You know, I'm going to do everything opposite than I usually do. I'm oh, gonna that's good. Message, I'm going to message her right away. <laughs> so I message her. She's, she, I caught her by surprise because she's like, wow, I didn't think you would actually message me. I'm like, why not? It's like, well, I don't know. It's like you're, you're really cute. And, you know, I don't know. We didn't talk that much. We talked. But, you know, anyways, ended up being fun. We dated for about six or seven months. Um, oh, good. But so I, but so it actually things, worked. I ha- no, I did. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I unfortunately we have to end the show. It's, oh, uh, okay. I could I could last forever talking to you, really. <laughs> and just I want to end on this. Sal is the most genuine and hard hardworking guy I know. Having known him since elementary school, you have another fan. I can vouch that any woman will not be disappointed in dating Sally Baby, eighty nine. <laughs> so if anybody is interested in dating Sal contact cookanddate.com okay yeah. go contact christina <laughs> and she will set you up
So, uh, Sal, thank you so much for being here on the program with us. Really appreciate it, okay? You take oh, care. It was, a, it was a real pleasure. All thank right. you. Stay safe. Thanks, Christina. We'll speak to you next month. My pleasure, definitely. Right. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to Chris Aiken, our technical producer. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>